0: No
1: chance. What's up everybody? Episode 70 of the No Chance Podcast. As always, your hosts, Ryan and Nate. Hello everyone. We're back. Episode 70 Fuck, we're just hanging out today, man. It's the end of the start of the new year. We got beers. We're just chilling. Yeah, we're gonna do (laughs) this. Actually, cheers. Cheers. We're gonna do this episode. Is we're gonna be talking about a lot of recaps for streetwear. You know what's in, what's out. Predictions for 2019. We're gonna keep it really mellow. Last episode was very intense on the content. I feel like we were. Man, there was we like a, a shit ton of topics, yeah, right? Like sure. the high white paper was so extensive that I was just, I was completely over it after the episode was yeah. done. I that was, was like,
0: like a Monday and today's more like a Friday. Yeah, that was, a yeah,
1: yeah. I, I today's, today's actually Thursday. Today's actually Thursday. Um, but for those of you that are watching, please like, subscribe, leave a comment. Um, the last video that we did, I felt that was, it was pretty good. I think it this one's better on. though. This one's going to be better. I promise you. Um... But for the most part, this episode, I'm going to be talking about a lot of how we felt 2018 went and what we see 2019 looking like. So far, it's looking okay. It's What is it, day three? It's It's been a a rough three days for me. It's been a rough three days for for all of us. Um, But let's get into some really quick shooting the shit topics real quick. Do we have a name for that? That segment? I, don't think, I
0: think we <laughs> promised to come up with a name for that segment last week, but I don't think we ever did. I haven't. In the weeks I,
1: I literally have not come up with anything for that we'll segment. Just, we'll keep calling it we'll keep, the yeah, shit. Yeah, we'll <laughs> keep calling it shooting shit. Um, okay, so um, one of the topics that we covered in previous episodes was about fake Supreme, right? Yes. Fake Supreme. Supreme Italia essentially is what it's called, based out of Italy, right? They oh, that's where they're from. <laughs> for those that you for those of you that do not know that little fact. Um, but recent news sort of exposes them as expanding their business to that of Shanghai, opening up, I believe it's a three-story retail front selling all legally selling all fake Supreme. Wow,
0: that's bread. <laughs> but what's what's sort of like the legal basis for them to be able to like operate without having you know, like a cease and desist, having to follow a cease and desist?
1: Well, essentially, I, I believe this was mentioned before, prior to uh, this episode, but Supreme as an actual logo, as an actual name, mark, I believe hasn't been trademarked. So the ability to just replicate that of a box logo on... I mean, they're doing everything. I mean, they like, totally
0: ripped it from somebody else. Anyways, exactly.
1: So. Right. Like the whole Barbara Kruger um, explanation of uh, I forget what the what the uh, the exact. Sorry, phrasing Barbara of, Krubert, the, Kruger. No one cares. The exact <laughs> phrasing what of what she said yeah. about about the Supreme guy. She yeah. said it was a, a group of uh, fuck. It was in the. um Hassan Minaj Supreme yeah. episode. She basically describes Supreme as just being like a bunch of like group of uncreatively lucky degenerate fuckers or something like that. Um, but yeah, essentially, Supreme Italia opens this, or is soon to open this three story retail front in Shanghai, thus expanding that of fake Supreme. It's quite amazing how they've been able to. Not only expand, but continue expansion. Who knows where where they're going to open up next? How do you feel so far about like just
0: it's just like flagrancy at its best? (laughs) I think that describes it. Um, I mean, I can't knock them because, hey, man, like that's a hustle. If it works for you, go for it. But do I think it's do I support it? Definitely not. Yeah, but, um, I mean, we're not gonna purchase anything from it. Yeah, I'm not gonna it. purchase anything from it. I'm not gonna go visit the store. I might, for shits and giggles. But yeah, right. Yeah. Like
1: I would love to visit the store, but I think it's such a paradox in how this works, and that streetwear is widely popular or popularly known to do ripoffs or remakes or um, just. create other renditions of older graphics, older companies, etc. Supreme does it all the time. There's a whole Instagram dedicated to it called Supreme Copies, right? There's a book based off of all the Supreme rips and all the Supreme inspiration for all their pieces. So to see an actual company rip off a company that's ripping off other companies, it's a very weird rabbit hole that you start to go down into. But The fact that this new Supreme Italia company isn't actually making anything new, they're just literally placing box logos on every article of clothing that you could possibly imagine, Um, that alone is just kind of, it's kind of weird. Yeah, I think there's a... a Twilight zone. Yeah, (laughs) I think there's a line there
0: between like drawing inspiration from something, which again could be, can mean something completely different to somebody else, um, as opposed to just blatantly copying something, you know? People don't
1: want the, the 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 collaborations from, or I mean, for most people that don't know Supreme as what it is as a heritage brand, they just want the box logo. They don't care if it's on a duffel bag. They don't care if it's on a camp hat. They don't care if it's on a beanie. They just want it.
0: Yeah. I don't, I don't think I don't necessarily mind it or I'm quote unquote offended by this Supreme Italia thing. I think it's I think those people who buy into Supreme aren't necessarily into that Supreme copy, aren't buying into what Supreme actually is and what it actually stands for as a brand, whatever it stands for, you know. Yeah. Um I think those people that buy into that are just kind of buying into the logo of Supreme. Like what Supreme on the surface yeah. says. Not you know? what
1: not necessarily what it stands for. Yeah. Just essentially what it does for them, yeah, right? The exactly. logo makes me seem knowledgeable to people, makes me seem as if I'm somewhat in the know. And for those who are just completely oblivious to what Supreme is, they just know that of their cele- famous celebrities wearing it.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's like when you go to... It's like when you buy tissues and you just automatically gravitate towards Kleenex yeah. because it's like that's what you've known. It's the own. household brand yeah, name, exactly. Yeah, and, and it's, that's, I feel that's like, what it's turning yeah, into, exactly.
1: Right, but if you see like a lot of a lot of these people that do shop at, um, I'm I'm almost just gonna call this like a, um, like a fraudulent brand, right? Yeah. A lot of people that wear a lot of fake Yeezys, like fake Supreme, whatever. They all, they all kind of. Revolve around this of that an international shopper, somebody that's not very knowledgeable about this culture, this industry, because it is very American mindset. And when it comes to streetwear, like it's
0: very it's very Western. Yeah. Yeah, like centric, I would say if that's a term. Yeah, if I use that correctly. Um, and it
1: depends on which region you're from, yeah. right? So, like for example, when I, I went out to Singapore and I saw a lot of fake Supreme, a lot of fake Yeezys as well. But I don't think it's about. Uh, maybe it is a little bit about the brand. Maybe it 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 is a little bit about the look. But I think it's just having that of something that looks like it looks like you're rich, or it gives you the impression that. Yeah, hey, I, I know about something. Yeah. I think that's the whole point of why people gravitate towards fake stuff.
0: Yeah. And I think if you look back at, I mean, streetwear has for the most part been predominantly like an American thing, yeah. like a part of American culture. Um, and I think when you look at the streetwear scenes, let's say like in Asia or even some parts of Europe, they're still sort of emerging and still trying to find out, trying to discover what streetwear is essentially. Um. So I think for them, for people in those regions, I think Supreme is something that they gravitate towards naturally because it has, like you said, it's such a household name. um, And they'll do sort of anything to own a piece of Supreme or have the perception that they know what Supreme yeah. is or that they do. It's also know? like
1: accessibility too, yeah, right? Exactly. Because like, like if you go is. to like Hong Kong or say you go to some of these like Eastern Asian countries where, you know, I mean, population wise is much larger and they do have the knowledge of, of streetwear streetwear and, and pop culture, American pop culture maybe the accessibility for these things aren't as high as it is for us in America. So wherever it is that they can get something that looks like what we have, they'll get it. And that's why there's so many bootlegs and so many fraudulent companies and and items. It's just people don't have the access to it. So they just make it themselves. Yeah,
0: exactly. And I think of it this way, you remember shacks. Yeah. (laughs) Like, People couldn't afford Air Force Ones, so they had to get like their parents had to give them the shacks. You know what I'm saying? I had a friend
1: in in middle school. He literally had a pair of shacks, but would wear bootcut jeans so it covered the shack man on the side. Yeah. And then had the little he he had somebody give him Air Force One like lace locks. Oh. So it was put on the front and it looked like shacks for the longest time. He's a natural born schemer. Yo, (laughs) it was amazing. Is he in prison or something? No, not at all. But he was definitely exposed like closer to like graduation and he just he was just like fuck you guys found me out (laughs) out (laughs) he was exposed right it took him like damn near a year before people found out um but let's get into the next topic something that's it's a little bit you know sensitive in regards to you know this day and age but we've talked about it before asap Bari just literally pleaded guilty to that of his sexual assault charges we've talked about the whole canceled culture before um 2019 is looking like it's not giving no fucks about Anybody who's fucked up in 2018, um, zero, zero fucks. It's cancel culture, 100, 100 of the way. Um, how do you feel about that? I think it's the right. I mean, I mean, it's the right decision about
0: the Isabari thing, or just yes. in general that oh.
1: and cancel culture being like it, it got off on the right foot. Like yeah. it, it's on right now. I
0: think, you know, if the shoe fits, then hey, sorry, man. You it's a very wear. general <laughs> way of yeah. saying so, it. But yeah. I'm saying like, hey. If you can't do the time, don't do the time. <laughs> <I'm just laughs> That's kidding. such a generic <laughs> um, thing. I'm just going to use analogies here. But no, um, I think, you know, of course, like I believe in the judicial process and all this, you know, innocent until proven guilty. But also, I think it's really important to address like allegations or address like people coming forward and speaking on these things. Because yeah. it's not it's definitely not an easy thing to do for sure. hundred um, percent. Yeah. Yeah. And as far as like cancel culture goes, I think, you know, in this day and age, no one is irreplaceable, you know, like not even a celebrity. That's true. That's so true. Like once a celebrity has a fall from grace, like, all right, it's on to the next, like who's, who's the next right? this person? Who's going to yeah. replace this person exactly. that's on my Instagram yeah, feed? That's exactly.
1: literally to the extent of what these people mean to us nowadays. Yeah. Right. And the one thing I, I like about this particular situation with Asap Bari is that, and I wish you would have done this earlier, but when people come forward and they get ahead of the bullshit that has occurred in their past, it sets them up for hopefully a prosperous future, right? If you had bullshit happen in the past, and and no, in no way, shape, or form am I, am I acknowledging that you know he did the right thing or whatever, or that what he did in the past was right, but if you can have the opportunity to change and eventually grow from whatever the fuck happened, then that'll just lead you to maybe Nike sees it. as okay. Look, you were young, you fucked up on to the next one. Now your collaborations start to flourish again, whatever. But for the people that do fuck up, it's like, uh, it, it is very like sensitive to the person, right? There's people who like are doing some crazy fucked up shit and there's people who may have tweeted something wild. Yeah. Right. But depending on how you get ahead of that and how you basically say, like, hey, like, I know this happened. Uh, you know, I was young, I was naive. This is just how I am now. I've grown from it. Then you kind of have to give people a second pass, depending on the situation, of yeah,
0: course. I mean, it's, it's so easy to excuse people for as, you know, being young, naive, yeah. you know, like that's such an easy excuse to throw out there. I don't think that's necessarily. I don't think that's a good. I don't think that validates anything and makes up for anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but what's really interesting is today I was on Instagram and I was uh, watching the Instagram story of one of the, I guess, design directors for Jordan Brand. I okay. Don't know if you follow him, his name is Frank Cook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Follow Follow. Um, so he posted a bunch of things on his t- or on his IG story. Uh, talking about like Kanye and his whole like Trump brands and things okay. like that. And it kind of ties into what we're talking about now. And that he posed a question, and his question was, if you are held in such high regard by like the public, what is like your threshold for like error? And like, what is your threshold? Mm. What is the public's like threshold for forgiveness? Like, and I, th- I I was thinking about that. I was on my lunch break when I, and I was like, dude, this is like a That's great That's a topic. really
1: good point.
0: Yeah. And, it, and I think. Once you get to a certain quote unquote status in society, your margin for error is very, very slim. Oh, yes. Like you fuck up, even if it's the tiniest fuck up, it could ruin your entire career. It could ruin your entire life yeah. um, because you're, su- you're on such a big platform. But what really got me to think was what is like the public's threshold for forgiveness? Like at what point do you forgive such and such for doing X, Y, Z? I think I know. I think I know.
1: And it's very consistent with how a lot of celebrities and your favorite influencers, how they act nowadays. Right. Like you said, the public eye has a microscope to bullshit. Yeah. And if you fuck up, even if it's the littlest thing, even if it's unknowingly misogynistic or homophobic, you're cut. Right. Exactly. So when it comes to celebrities, right, like I feel like Nowadays, they're 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 always on thin ice. They you just you're just born on thin ice, like as a celebrity. Yeah. But when it comes to the forgiveness aspect, I think it it depends on the product, like the action. It depends. No, no, no. I mean, like the 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 consequence is the consequence. But in order to to revert people's sentiment about you as a celebrity, right? Say I'm a Kanye, and I say outrageous shit. I'm canceled. Right. Yeah. I put out, um, what's his album called? Yay. Is it yay? This past one that he just released. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He puts out yay, complete 180. Yeah. Not, maybe not from everybody. Right. But like people who are on the fence about what he was saying versus the people who were completely against him. I'm sure a, a large percentage of people went to the Pro Kanye yeah, side, he right was, after he was that.
0: maybe like he went down to like fifty percent Kanye yeah. like, support for <laughs> Kanye, and then once it came out, it like shot back up to maybe like exactly 11. right,
1: and yeah. then new colors of seven hundreds come yeah. out and and all these different campaigns, and and then he he reverts back to being anti Trump Kanye, yeah. and then everyone's like, shit, I, I don't know where I stand on this yeah. anymore, and that's what it is. It's it's remember. We talked about this in in this idea of the new luxury. It's, what does this mean to me? Like, yeah. does this embody what I represent as a person now? And so if this person that was somewhat questionable, if this brand was somewhat questionable, but they, they start to teeter towards how I feel and the sentiment that I have about certain things, okay, I'll, you know, all that shit in the past is the past. Like, yeah. oh, I, I think I could fuck with them. But
0: again, I think it depends on... I, Peop, like, celebrities are so much in the public, you know, eye that I think every little action, whether it's, like, your political views, whether it's this or that. Yeah. I mean, excuse me. Sorry, Modelo. Um, yeah. You know, like, if you... I feel like some a regular person who supports Trump doesn't, quote-unquote, offend someone as much as, like, Kanye supporting Trump.
1: Of course. Of course.
0: Yeah. Because only a certain amount
1: of people... Fuck with that random person. Yeah. You know what I mean? But if you have an entire generation that grew up on him, I would say maybe, like, 30% of the entire world fucks with Kanye West. Yeah. Right? So, and, and depending on what side you land on with him, like, he is, to some people, more important than their parents. Yeah. Or even, like... In, in certain ways, like, he's their mentor, their yeah. style icon. But do
0: you think that's fair to the celebrities to hold them at such in such, like, a high regard to the point where... And I'm, I'm not saying that I agree with Kanye's, like, Trump rants or, like, his support for Trump. Um, you know, I don't... I personally don't support that at all. But yeah. I'm just trying to play devil's advocate. And, you know, I mean, this applies to other things aside from politics. But... Yeah, yeah. Like, does... For instance, like Kanye's political beliefs hold more weight than some like a regular person's, you know? I like, think so. Yeah.
1: And and this is why I think so, is because it's a job, right? Yeah. It's, being a celebrity is a job. And whether or not it's something you apply for, once you realize that you have the social responsibility that you do, you have to put yourself into into the mindset of what I say, what I do will influence that of the next person even if that's not something that you want anymore. It's just having an audience automatically makes that a thing, right? Yeah. Having fans auto- automatically makes that a thing. You have people that are, ve- are quite impressionable, especially when it Very. comes to Kanye, yeah. that if you say, do, where your fans, even your haters are probably going to match that. So I think it comes with the territory, but I also under- think that you have to understand the power that you have right the more power yeah. you have the higher so- the responsibility uncle ben. exactly yeah. right you, you saw what happened to uncle ben right yeah. you didn't you didn't you didn't manage the the power that you had and uncle ben you know he died ran up on <laughs> so that's what Shit. i mean like and i think kanye is a very specific like very sp- specific person to point out and i think this i think he's a special case yeah it's hard to to think of that as somebody like like even like I don't know who else. Like, I mean, if, if we're to think about ASAP Bari, right? His actions dictate. I mean, I, I don't. I don't. I just don't see the correlation when it comes to other celebrities. Kanye is the only one that seems to make sense to me. Yeah. In terms of like social responsibility, because people value what he does and what he says more than I feel like they do with their own president, like the president nowadays.
0: It's very true. Yeah. It's very true. I like, feel like. Yeah. Also, sign of the scout. We were talking about this being a mellow episode. It just got really intense. But um I agree. I feel like, you know, as millennials and just the younger generation in general, I feel like people like Kanye West definitely have more of a grasp on, uh, like I said, the younger generation than, yeah. let's say, like a President Trump, Yeah. you know, like there are people that follow Kanye fan pages to keep up like day to day what insane. Kanye is doing. It's insane. Um, Think about this. Think about how impactful
1: Kanye West is. And let's just put him on a pedestal. Let's put him on, like, the top of the pyramid. Now, we look at somebody who's quite possibly this millennial group of people's, the new, like, head of the millennials, Virgil. Yeah. Right? We look at, like, somebody like ASAP Bar. Who else is, like, a really influential person right now? Not even just in terms of, like, streetwear culture, but just, like, culture. Um shit i can't really name one <laughs> but like let's look at let's look at like virgil right if virgil somehow fucked up yeah. somehow did something that was just completely grotesque and just like i don't know i i'm not even going to name it but say he does something fucked up or he says something fucked up i don't think i don't think we give a shit like i don't think that what virgil does or 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 his politics or what he wears it does not affect me. It doesn't make me want to be like, I kind of want to do that. Or like it maybe because it's just certain people have this cool factor to the point where you feel like you could be like them. And Kanye has always had that for us. It's always like, oh, I think I could wear a kilt. You know what I mean? I know (laughs) you tried tried on a kilt. Exactly. Like there's something about like certain people that just have this very impressionable um, personality. Like Virgil doesn't do that for me. Like, what he wears, I don't I don't just go to the store and be like, oh, how can I dress like Virgil? Yeah. Or how can I DJ like Virgil? ASAP Bari doesn't do that for me. Oh, I want to wear Vlone because he kind of makes it look cool. Like, there's not too many people that do that for me. Maybe there's more impressionable kids out there than myself or maybe you. Yeah. But that's just my sort of impression about other people who are supposedly, like, you know, very inspirational people to the youth, et cetera. So just that alone it's like i don't see it with anybody else except for kanye it's yeah. weird but that's like that's how it is yeah
0: i think it's because his influence spans like several different generations like there's us and then there's people who were born in like 2000 that are yeah. just turning like 18 19 that's you true. know um and if you think about it that's like that chunk of time even though it may seem like let's say like a 10 year period seems like a short amount of time in the grand scheme of course, things yeah. but I think that so much has changed in that time span that um, I mean, like, and Kanye has been through that. He's been influential during that entire period. So I think of course, like naturally people from different generations are going to gravitate. You know what
1: I think it is, is that we've never had anybody that has been, I guess like he's really been the first person to navigate this like this time with us. Yeah. Like he's the first person that we've seen really come from like wanting to be great to being great. And it's something that we can relate to.
0: Yeah. And I think it's also because he transit transcends different categories. Like you yeah. music, you have clothing, you have footwear, you have, you know, all kinds of other things, you know, like he was, I would say, not one of the first to do it, but one of the first to do it on such a grand scale. You yeah. know what I'm saying?
1: And the millennials, like... Millennials is a whole other category of, like, crazy people. Yeah. Right? Like, obviously, the baby boomers do not fuck with Kanye. They are too old to know who and what Kanye does. Yeah. The next generation, us, is, like, we stand over him. He... It's it's hard to forgive your idols in this generation. Yeah. it. We, we look past it because we only see them as this deity of pureness of like, you are always going to be how you were when you were uh, doing late registration. Yeah. I'm always going to remember you as the, the, the college dropout bear and wearing bait and all that stuff. Yeah. I don't see you as this, this um, dragon
0: energy. Yeah. This, cr- this yeah. crazy
1: ball of, of, of energy. And I, I think that's just how a lot of people feel. Cause if you, I mean, I've listened to a lot of discussions about, you know, Pro Kanye, anti-Kanye, and some people, like no matter what ha- what happened, they could not get away from they cannot give up this fact that Kanye is gone berserk. Yeah. <laughs> like they just can. And and it's 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 pretty crazy that this is like a singular human being. Well, we can literally just like anybody else, you yeah. know what I mean? Like this guy has just been so impressionable, but I'd say it's up to a lot of you guys on what you feel about Kanye. Obviously, we know how we feel about Kanye. I don't wear Adidas. I don't wear Yeezys. First of all, I can't afford them. But for the most part, it is up to you guys on how you feel about him. We're just talking shit. And <laughs> um, Yeah,
0: but leave us a comment and let us know yes, like, let what us, you guys think. How do you take? feel about yeah. Kanye?
1: If you're watching this, listening to this, leave us a comment and how you feel about or Kanye. Or just celebrities
0: in general and like... Yeah. They're like how much weight they hold in society and what, you know, their personal actions mean and how relevant. They exactly. Are. So. Exactly.
1: There you go. Yeah. Let's move on to the the chunk of this episode, yeah, that which was, oh, is that right. was a good chunk. Yeah, actually, okay. let's move on to the, to the larger chunk. And we like to do this at the beginning of the new year and to discuss what is out for 2018 and what is in for 2019? Yeah. Um, I think the best way to start this off is to look at, obviously, trends. Let's look at brands and let's look at, you know, how are people going to be styling outfits within the new year? We'll start off. I'll start off and then you can go. Sure. I would say one of the biggest things, and we start to see this close to the end of the of 2018 is obviously a lot of brighter colors yes volts, really bright oranges. Um, these are very synonymous with like workwear yeah um, that alone is going to really pop off this year just brightness in general standing out, we kind of talked about how we saw 2018 is ve- being very like put together, very formal. Um, but I think this time around, Things are gonna get ridiculous. It's yeah. gonna look like the movie um, Blade Runner. Like it's gonna, like that's how people are gonna be dressing. Like in the I think it was the year like 2020 in that movie or whatever. It's gonna look like the year 3000. But for the most part, that's sort of my input on on what I'm expecting for 2019.
0: Yeah, I mean, we talked about this a little bit earlier. Of course, like brighter colors, like you were saying, oranges, yellows, bright greens, things like that. Um, just things that sort of like stand out kind of pop off a little bit and then of course uh like tie-dyes things like that are gonna be popping yes Um, tie-dye for sure for sure i think just things that make you kind of stand out in general are gonna be sort of at the forefront of yeah streetwear um what am i thinking about i had a really good one um (laughs) i think still like kind of preppy dressed up mixed with like streetwear is still gonna be the wave like going on into 2019 um we see. I've seen a lot of people been have been doing it, particularly like folks in Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, I know like it it takes like a few years from things to kind of trickle over from yeah. Japan into like it mainstream does. culture it the does. US. But uh, I think we'll begin to see like more and more of that wave. Uh, brands like Noah. Oh yeah. Who have been like killing it lately? Like super on the rise. Yeah. Been getting more and more popularity. Like they're kind of they've always done that sort of like preppy like streetwear. Yeah thing Um, so I think that will continue to grow in 2019 now that you touched on
1: that actually the next thing that I think is going to be really big in 2019 is is like very conscious sustainable streetwear yeah so Noah in itself really prides their brand around the garment that they make and the materials that they use and you know how much are they using and how much you know all that bullshit yeah well, not bullshit. It's actually it's like very, very productive for the environment. But I can see a lot of that being a thing. Like we've seen brands like Advisory Board Crystals do it with their clothing and brands are going to be start becoming a bit more resourceful because like we said in this mindset of the new luxury is that we are going to start attaching ourselves to brands that meet our ideal of who we are as a person.
0: Yeah, because I think if you see that brand's, mission, whether it's to like save the environment or do this or do that, and you associate with that, once you buy that product, you feel like, okay, I'm helping a good cause. Like I'm exactly. supporting somebody who supports this. Exactly. And that makes me like... That kind of elevates me a little bit. Yeah. yeah. And we're not
1: going to go to the extent of becoming a vegan, but we may wear clothes that are more environmentally conscious. I mean, 3D printing is supposed to be somewhat... Resourceful. I mean, yeah. I'm not sure exactly, but I know that somehow fits into this whole like Sounds sustainable right. streetwear yeah. shit. Um, recyclable goods. I know that Adidas has been doing that with a lot of their, you know, future tech craft shoes. But I think that's going to be the thing. That's going to be huge for a lot of brands. The same way in that brands were doing a lot of like giving back. In terms of like donating a lot of their profits this time you're gonna see just like immediately right off the bat collections curated to be that of like really sustainable and that brings on to the next point of like you're gonna see a lot of thrift stores thrifting um secondhand goods become huge this year that is like a guarantee like if you think that going into goodwill is, like, a ghost town now, like, you're going to see it completely change uh, within the next year.
0: Yeah, I think so. Um, I think it's... Thrifting, of course, has been a thing for years and years. Um, obviously, like, it's gained popularity, particularly, like, in the streetwear community um, with the likes of, you know, your most well-known streetwear, secondhand store round two. Yep. Um, so we'll continue to see that, I think, going into 2019, like you said, so...
1: But I, th- I think a lot of the opening up of like these secondhand retail or secondhand, like um, reselling stores, that's going to definitely increase. I think the, I I think just the want in general is going to, is going to multiply by a thousand. We're seeing a lot of, uh, a lot of these types of stores open up around us, especially Uh, people, people just want the brands that aren't being sold here. And you know, what is also going to be really cool is seeing how Supreme expands in 2019. Oh, Obviously, sure. we get our store. Yeah. Thank God we get our store here in San Francisco, but I can definitely see them opening up maybe another, you know, maybe at least two, at yeah. least two for sure. Um, what else? What else is going to be big in 2019?
0: Um, I think workwear is going to continue to thrive yes. in 2019 for sure. Yes. Uh, Kind of going hand in hand with what you said earlier, like the bright fluorescent colors. Yeah, uh, real true camo has been popping lately. Yo, that's coming on. Uh, yeah, that's coming Realtree on. Camo I love has that. Been popping. Um, what else?
1: Oh, I know. Um I think individual smaller brands are going to
0: pop off for sure.
1: Some of these, 100%. like I, I know, like what some one of our favorites right now is a a skate shop based out of Miami, Florida called Andrew. Oh yeah, that one's super awesome. I think it's just like. Niche little stores that have their own sort of their own sort of like creative direction that isn't that is unlike that of what you're seeing in 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 streetwear in general, right? Like every brand nowadays is somewhat follows this whole this similar trend, like whatever's like this the whole bucket hat trend, right? Once you see the bucket hat become big, Supreme starts releasing it, the hundreds, everybody starts releasing it, but these little niche. I wouldn't even call them streetwear shops. I would just call them little boutique shops. They're doing amazing stuff and just trying to find out where, how to navigate this, this culture.
0: Yeah. And you know what? Sometimes like what I appreciate about little stores like that is they're not trying to be like the biggest store out there. Right. Yeah. You know, stay in their own lane, do their thing. Like, be sort of like this hub in their community for all the things that they're interested in, whether it's like streetwear. That's what I think too. That's what I think
1: too. Uh, A a big one would be like uh, this brand that I came across called felt felt is a, is like a really small brand um, brotherhood based out of Los Angeles. is like a really cool, small brand. And one of the ones that's going to blow up that I know a lot of you may or may not know has been around for quite a long time is stray rats. Stray Rats is definitely going to come up even bigger. I'm starting to see them at more of my local stores. They make, like, I think of all the brands I know right now, the most original graphics there is. There's something about it that's very, like, true to self um, that really encapsulates, like, the brand as being this, like, very, like, nostalgic and very, like, punk rock feeling, like, attitude and that alone i feel like it's going to be really big kind of like how how pleasure's blew up yeah. but they've been doing it for a long ass time um so i i i like that brand a lot i feel like these small niche brands are really going to blow up yeah. especially you're going to start seeing them in like nordstroms and like I, I already see them on like big like streetwear wholesalers like moose limited and shit like that so it's definitely a good a good time to to start your brand for those that are listening yeah for sure <laughs> Speaking of which, yeah, I mean we'll have we'll have shit. We have shit in yeah, the yeah. works. Don't Catch worry. Dover Street. Yeah. Ooh, that would be a great first location. I think with our with our niche audience, that'd be that'd be the most Do- ideal. Yeah.
0: I think. Let's get the line sheets going. Yes.
1: <laughs> but what does twenty nineteen look like? Other than being bright, other than being very niche with the brands, I can't really think of anything. Other than that.
0: Do you think 2019 is going to be a good year or an okay year or a bad year for streetwear?
1: I think it's going to be a bad year for streetwear. think so? I think 2018 was so amazing in regards to the products that came out, right? You had the whole entire, like... Off white in the 10, you had some of the best collaborations. Nike SB, obviously. That's, I mean, that's a whole nother topic in itself. And seeing 2019 is got some foil in my mouth. Yeah, I saw that. 2019 being the year of like the SB dunk. Like, let's talk about that in a second. Yeah. Right? Sorry, I kind (laughs) of (laughs) hesitated. I was like about to burp and then I said that hello, random. I thought you were just really excited. (laughs) I caught myself so hard when I said that. But we'll talk about the Nike SB Dunk <laughs> in a second. Um, but I think this year is going to be a bad year for streetwear. And one of the things that I just saw recently, and we kind of talked about a couple minutes ago, is that StockX just recently announced that they're going to be collecting sales tax when it comes to their purchases. And I believe um, what their sale, like the, the selling of shoes as well. Yeah. So not only do these secondary uh, reselling marketplaces already charge you for a transaction fee and for shipping and all this other shit, but now you're being charged another. What could potentially be, say, a four hundred dollar item, you're being charged at least like another forty bucks. At the
0: least, like 10% lo- is yeah. at the least. I love you know? how, like, everybody supports taxes. Like, yeah, let's fund the schools. Let's fund this shit. And then they're like, what you fuck? Oh, I gotta pay taxes. Oh, so man. Like,
1: like, when it comes, like, think about it you're selling a Supreme shirt for like 70 bucks and yeah. you're getting charged at least 30 just to, like, get it out. And you're like, yeah. I'm just breaking even yeah, off this exactly. shit. <laughs> <laughs> and I think streetwear in the resale market is definitely gonna take a hit. Like, the, the, I can't imagine. And maybe this is just me being small-minded here, but I can't imagine what the next, the future of collaborations are going to look like. We've seen so much gold in the past eight to nine months that it's hard to imagine what people are capable of thinking of when yeah. it comes to collaboration seen a lot of or gold releases. And also, a lot of trash. That's true. That's yeah. very true. Quantity definitely went up for that of Adidas. Yeah. Right. And I think it's going to keep going up. Limited releases are going to come out. And re releases of Adidas' mo- older Yeezy models are going to be re released at a larger quantity. Prices are going to fluctuate, and you're really going to get whatever you want from Adidas at retail nowadays, yeah. even I mean, a week we later. Much can, at know? this point, yeah. Like
0: Yeezys are kind of sitting. Yeah, definitely. Uh, resales maybe like $20 over retail yes. price. But we can't be
1: surprised, guys. Yeah. For those that are listening, and if you've been following the whole Yeezy way for a long time, you can't be surprised because the in entire intention behind the Adidas Yeezy collection is that it was going to be accessible for everybody. Yeah. And if you're one of the types to just base your shoes off of what is rare and that nobody else has, then you're kind of in for a, a down slope here. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think I think the res- uh, the resale market is definitely going to take a hit. There's going to be a lot more platforms like Stadium Goods, StockX, and um, Grailed, and Goat popping up, I feel like everybody's going to see the opportunity to make those things. The tech industry is going to get in there For sure. and incorporate 100%. some crazy way of reselling and buying and trading, etc. I
0: have to work at that place. Oh my I need to get goodness. paid tech money, but Dude. streetwear. Being in the
1: streetwear market, yeah, like that's definitely God. something that has not been discovered yet that is going to be coming within the next year. I mean, we see the investors and all the outside... Um, just all the all this outside businessy tech money coming into streetwear. Yo, Apple, it's bound when you to start happen. Start Apple Streetwear. The Holy streetwear, shit! Where Apple, let me know. Apple Streetwear radio like channel. Oh my god, that would be awesome. Why don't we have that yet? I don't know, dude. Let me talk to my people. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you talk to them. But what else, man? I I think Streetwear in itself is already adapting into this. Like, I almost feel like it's it, it's too it's too fancy. Yeah. Maybe it's because like streetwear is getting you know a bit more expensive. Brands think that they can come into this game and charge $50, $60 for a t-shirt right off the bat with no intention of, who the fuck are you? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like That's why I like some of these niche brands. But for the most part, I see like streetwear becoming more expensive, more accessible, and uh, easier to get.
0: I think storytelling is going to be a really important part of streetwear. Good point. Good point. Um, I think for people who have really been in like sort of involved in the street work culture for the past, you know, few years, I think everybody has kind of had the opportunity to kind of weed through the bullshit and everybody's like, okay, authenticity is key now. Like, who, Oh yeah. Like who has a story that I can grab the towards? opportunity
1: to distinguish yourself. Exactly. is going to be huge. Yeah, yeah exactly. Agreed. And I
0: think again, like we always talk about authenticity is going to be key going into the next few years because you know, like there there's tons of shit out there. And I think everybody is sort of at that point where they realize that that if I can't get this or if I, you know, like if this brand isn't for me, then it's on to the next. You know of course. Yeah. Um, So I think it's re- I think it's going to be really imperative for brands and just people in general to sort of, you know, separate themselves from the pack by having an authentic story. You know,
1: well, so, we've been seeing that as the, the tail end of 2018 and how brands attach to influencers, right? Yeah. Influencers and, and, and just people that are culturally, culturally relevant have stories. The brands may not have stories. They may have retold the same heritage stories for the past 50 years, but when they attach themselves to it, to an influencer, they get to recreate themselves. Right. Yeah. And, The influencers get to tell their story and people latch onto that story and then they buy that product that's attached to that story. So I can definitely see that being a a, a huge thing for for brands coming up. And just in general of just that authenticity piece is so key because for a lot of you that are listening, you don't understand that there is a part of Instagram that is completely fake. That yeah, world of, of celebrity and idolization is completely fake. These people have injections. These people have fake jewelry, fake uh, rented cars, etc. Like that's completely fake. the 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 road to an easy, successful lifestyle and just doing these three key things that's not real. Yeah. But there's another side to Instagram and there's another side to social media that is completely authentic, and those are the people that people like know to attach to. So when it comes to like myself, I see an uh, an influencer that I know is like started basically from the ground, like the dirt and became something through hard work and all these other shits. That's who I want to like aspire to be. That's who I hope brands come to attach to. And I've been seeing that a lot lately from like, um, from Nike. Yeah. I've been seeing that a lot lately. We talked about that last episode. Um, another good one was if, if, I mean, this is probably like a very like base centric person, but if for those that know who Aaron Kai is and watching Adidas attach a collaboration to that of like a really, you know, popular, uh, pop painter, then that alone is like, is, is really cool.
0: Yeah. Um, I think storytelling for the most part, uh, of course, like Nike does a really good job yeah. of that. Um, but again, I think we're so interconnected today, you know, due to the internet, social yep. media, things like that. And I think, like you said, there there are two very different sides to social media. There's that fake side that, you know, this portrayal of some sort of image. And then there's this other side. Get of rich the, quick, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then there's this other side of people who, people doing real things. Yeah. And I think that's what people want is, like, people are so tired of being sold, you know, this sort of life. No, yeah, that's true. That's not necessarily real. And I think they want to gravitate more towards, like, even if it may not be the most glamorous thing, I think people can appreciate like the realness of it. Yes.
1: And that's the biggest thing. 2019 is going to be the realest year ever. That's why all the bullshit and all the reselling and all this, like I need this to look like this. It's it's all going to fall off. And a lot of your favorite people, even yourselves, people that are listening, you want to, 2019 is going to be the year that you do something. It's not going to be the year that you act like you're doing something, you know? Uh, we kind of talked about this earlier in that your looks aren't going to get you to where you want to go anymore. People yeah. are going to be exposed. People are going to grow up. People are going to become ugly. Like You're going to want to have some sort of talent, and I think 2019 is going to be the start of that. People are going to start podcasts. Podcasting is going to be even larger in 2019. Yeah. Um, YouTube channels. Uh, people are going to be just become more active on social media in general. And the main reason for a lot of you that are you know, hoping that you become Instagram famous is that, you know, native Instagram posting does just does not work anymore. Like if you look at the amount of likes you get in a normal picture nowadays, it is nowhere near to where it was a year, two years ago, because there's so much shit, there's ads, there's all this other crap and you got to figure out something else. You got to be good at something else. You got to have some other platform to where you can showcase yourself if you're just hoping Instagram gets you somewhere, that's probably not going to be it, to be honest. I
0: think we're past that faking it till you make it phase. Yes, yes. I think we're definitely past that. And that that. was
1: something huge we talked about um, in last year's recap, is that 2018 is definitely going to be that whole, like, fake it till you make it, like, look like you're doing what you're supposed to be doing mindset. But 2019 people are about to be exposed. Yeah,
0: because I think yeah, exactly. People are going to realize that oh shit, there are actually people out there doing what I'm saying I'm doing. Yeah. So I really got to step my shit up otherwise I'm you know, like like you said, I'm going to be exposed. No, and, and
1: that's a good point. Like we got let's let's put this into perspective. Like we look at the events that we're throwing, right? There's a lot of people, we know who you are if you're listening, that think that they can do what we're doing. You know what I mean? That that want to do what we're doing. Maybe they they've always talked about like, oh, like, you know, I'm gonna throw a party and I'm gonna do this, but have never done it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and by the graces of God, we we're able to do it, and we we're able to put it on twice within the span of what two, two months. months. Yeah. We're doing something. We're doing something differently than how other people are doing something because it, this this Instagram lifestyle is not as glamorous as people think that it is. Yeah. And you have to find other ways to, to mark yourself. And I mean, that was just a, a little nugget for to, just to flex, to be yeah. honest. <laughs> I don't even know where I was going yeah. with that, but I'm not going to lie. You guys, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. A- and if, if anybody yeah. that's listening yeah, that actually much fun. went to the event, man, like every, every month we're going to be putting these events on, And the way that I look at it is that it's less of a party in my head. And it's more of like this opportunity to create or to connect with creative people. And let me tell you a funny story. Through drinking. Let me tell you. Through drinking. (laughs) Exactly. Everybody bombs through drinking. Yeah. But let me tell you a funny story. So, and uh, if you're listening, shout out to the homie, the homie Jake. But that, so I had somebody reach out to us um, after our first, our first payout event. Right. And he messaged us and said like, Oh, like, you know, um, hopefully I get to make it out to the next one. It'd be really cool to like, shoot you guys, not shoot, but like take pictures. Right. (laughs) It wasn't one of those messages. Right. We don't have hate mail yet, (laughs) but, um, yeah, so that happened. And, uh, you know, throughout the, the night of our second event, I mean, I saw this kid on stage and he had his camera and he was taking photos and I was like, you know, just chopping it up with him all night. Like, hey, like, you know, do you do this as like a full time thing? Like, you know, is this something that you self-taught like, is self-taught? And he's like, yeah, it's self-taught. And, you know, I just, you know, I, I just take photos for myself and just for fun. It's like, oh, cool, man. Like, that's really cool. Like, we, hey, we should um, we should link up sometime. Maybe like you could shoot us. And we're always looking for, you know, creative people to help us out with the podcast. He's like, oh, that that's definitely cool. And so I was like, "Hey, put your um, your Instagram in my phone," and he started typing it. And it was the kid that had reached out weeks prior to, yeah. a month prior to. And I was like, "Hey, are you that kid that said that you want to come and like meet us and like take pictures of us?" He's like, "Yeah, that's me." He's like, "Are you are you Ryan?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'm Ryan." Like, "Oh, it's nice to meet you." And he was like, "Yeah, like I like what you guys are doing." And that alone, that one person, we had talked about this multiple times and yeah. how we wanted that singular person to come up to us and be like, I like what you guys are doing. I came to your event to meet you guys. I've never
0: met you before in my life. That's like, amazing.
1: Yeah. Right. And that's what it's all about. And I was kind of like putting this into perspective of like, well, why am I doing this event? Yeah. Right. Like, well, what's the purpose of it? But I guess that's what it is now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. And exactly. that, that alone is like, it's, it's really, it's really humbling yeah. to and have, I mean, to that. Was have the, that. That was the mission from day one. I think, yes. You know? Yes.
0: Um, to be able to make those connections and bridge those gaps between, you know, I mean, to be honest, like we still ain't shit. Like, no, that's very true. You know, and we're just like every other person out there, you know, like for instance Jake that does yeah. the photog- like does yeah. photography, you know. Like him doing that is no different from us doing this podcast or not at all. Us, you know, throwing an event, you know. Not um, at all. Um so I think making those connections is really cool.
1: I think I mean, now let's just get into a retrospective of us in sure, 2019, yeah. right? We have a lot of shit that we want to do in 2019. Obviously, for those that are watching, YouTube videos are huge. I don't know how often I will eat something and need to watch a video on YouTube <laughs> while I'm eating. Like, I need to watch something on my phone while I'm eating 100% of the time. I don't know what it is. I just, I just feel like it's like... It's like the new T V for me. Yeah. And I can't seem to eat any other way. It's like a really weird way of thinking, but I think that's how it is. Obviously, YouTube videos for you guys. We're throwing bigger events. That's that's the goal for twenty nineteen. I I'm guessing we're party promoters now <laughs> in sure. a very weird way. Yeah. Um, but that's just sort of the direction that, you know, our events and the podcast has taken us. We we're just looking for creative people and if they happen to be DJs or producers, yeah. then it in that direction yeah you know?
0: again i think the mission from day one was never to be this or to be that never mm-hmm. to like label what we are i think the podcast and throwing events is just two facets of like what we want to do yeah like we talked about like we said earlier i think making those connections and being able to sort of be a platform for other people to yeah. do what they do creatively like that's sort of the direction that we want to take it yeah. so for instance like you know, if you do photography, like, great, like, we, like, we want to help be that platform for you to do your photography, whether that's like, you know, like taking photos of us or not, you know, um, or whatever it may be, you know, (laughs) so
1: let me tell you this really thought out idea that I have right now and in where I see the podcast, everybody has their five year plan, their 10 year plan. Um, I'm just going to reach and say it's a five year plan, whatever, but essentially what I want no chance to turn into is a Creative consulting firm, sure, right? Yeah. So, I want everybody listening to visualize this. Say you're a brand, right? Say you're a brand that maybe doesn't have much clout. Maybe you're Nabisco. You have cookies, <laughs> right? Maybe you're Ritz Crackers. Ritz Crackers, yeah. right? And you want to throw a party, right? You want to celebrate the release of your new peanut butter cracker, whatever. How, how what do I, I mean make this really, cool? You're going really left with this. How do I make this cool? Yeah. Oh shit! There's a there's this creative agency that knows what the youth wants, right? They know how to market to the youth. Let's just hire them. They can create the flyers. They can create the graphics. Shit, they can create beats (laughs) for this peanut butter (laughs) cookie, whatever. You know what I mean? Oh shit, let's have a release party. Do they have DJs? I think they have DJs, right? And think about it as an all-encompassing group of people that can basically turn any brand cool yeah and I think that's kind of where I see this taking us eh, five years is kind of a reach I'd say shorter than that but (laughs) I'm just gonna (laughs) say five years for the sake of saying five-year plan but to be honest I think that we have a, a it's been a very great 2018 and when I was looking back at like a lot of the ads and like episodes that we did I didn't know that it reached into 2017 a little bit yeah. in terms of when we started. But for the most part, 2018 was probably one of the greatest years ever. (laughs) Like looking at it now, it's one of the greatest years ever. And a lot of it is in response to what you guys have been saying to us. All of the comments, all of the DMs, all the support telling us that what we're doing is cool. Like it's not that we're looking for approval or validation, right? But a little bit. Every now and then helps. <laughs> and it's nice. And I'm also, not going. I think
0: it's it's more so that we enjoy seeing or seeing that there are other people that are like minded. Yes. And that, yes. You know, really gravitate towards what we're doing because we're on the same page. Yes. You know, and and that's the same for like us looking at other you know creative people, other brands. Like, it's just a it's a mutual appre- appreciation for like what we're doing other people. Yes.
1: Cause that. we understand the hard work and dedication that goes into whatever passion project, whatever brand or clothing line that you have. So yeah. it's that alone is essentially the same as us being in battle of knowing like, Oh, you're going through the same shit as us. Like I can fuck with that. Yeah. And so we're definitely, definitely, definitely uh, appreciative of every comment, DM, whatever like that anybody has ever given us because we're able to go into 2019 with this mindset of that literally what you say can come to fruition. And exactly. it's so insane yeah, exactly. that it almost scares the shit out of me to yeah. be like, if I say something, it can potentially happen. Like it can be a thing that alone is like what I told you yesterday.
0: I was like, cause I just saw that cabin yeah. collab with Nike. I was like, yeah, we can have a Nike
1: collab. Exactly. Years. Right. Like that alone is possible. And for yeah. those that are listening, you know, speak things into existence and things will come to fruition. Like you just have to put it in the effort to make those things happen. And it's, we are definitely an example of that. <laughs> 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 man, we're big flexing for 2019, man. Yeah. This shit is so exciting. And a lot of things up the pipeline. One of the things that I do want to talk about real quick is this idea of having a meetup. Yeah. And for sure. those that are listening that are local in the Bay Area, or maybe we take this to other places to see how people attach to it. But it's having meetups to where we can brainstorm together. If you need a logo designer, if you need a videographer, if you need a, a producer, we have all that. And people that want to come out and do creative things. And that's what I'm excited for for 2019. I think that's that'll be a, a big move for... Anybody that wants to start something, because I know a lot of people are going to want to start something this yeah, year. Yeah. So definitely look out for that, guys. And I think on that note, we can cut off there because we've been talking for over an hour and we just want to drink beer and hang out because yeah. tonight is basically your Friday, right?
0: Uh, I'm actually working tomorrow. Nah, yeah, God damn I'm working it. overtime tomorrow. So.
1: Anyways, we're going to enjoy the rest of our nights and we hope that you guys enjoy the rest of yours. We will catch you on the next one. We'll see you next time. Later. Peace. Peace yo don't forget if you'd like to continue the conversation be sure to follow us at no
0: chance podcast on all social platforms and make sure to use the hashtag #HeyNoChance no chance so we can see your questions addressed on future episodes we'll catch you later peace, peace.